It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. It is the Lockdown Bengals Podcast with your hosts Joe Goodberry and Jake Lisko. Find us on Twitter at Joe Goodberry and at Jake underscore NFL. Please like, subscribe, and share as we try to grow this community and pump out daily Bengals content just for you. It's the Lockdown Bengals podcast, but we don't have Jake today. It's just Joe Goodberry. Jake did a solo the other day. And now it's my turn to man the ship for a little bit while uh, we deal with some scheduling conflicts. And we'll probably do this more often, as we've said before. But, uh, yeah, so it's Thursday for me. And I'm at midnights this week. And I'm a little bit groggier than normal. So my my ability to recollect plays and information is fuzzy at times. So if I have to pause a little bit more and look things up, it's probably because of that. And if you hear my dog, the baby, or the garbage men coming by, well, then I apologize. That is just dead life and things I deal with on a constant. So, you're with me today, and you will hear all of my uh, life around me <laughs> as we go through the podcast. But today's episode, we are going to, uh, it's brought to you by Hotels.com and Gripsick Belts. You guys know both of those. I hope you have gone to each of their websites, at least poked around, clicked around for us at the Lockdown Podcast. It helps us out a lot as they keep their sponsorship, it keeps us paid. So if you're going to book a trip, go to Hotels.com and book your trip there. It would help us. And if you need a Father's Day gift, Grip 6 Belts. If you haven't gone to the website, guys, and you listen to this podcast and you're tired of hearing about Grip 6 Belts, go to the website for us. Just click around. It's probably only going to last through Father's Day. But we got a code that's L-O-C-K-E that will give you, I believe, there's a lot of different deals, but one of them is 20% off. And it's worth it just to look around, poke around, and see the different types of belts they have. And if I currently stutter, it's because Jake keeps texting me while I'm trying to record. Um, He's not listening right now, but if you are, Jake, stop texting me in retrospect in the past. Anyways, so I want to talk about the defense a little bit today. We're finally getting some more information. We're finally starting to get uh, some quotes from the players. And day one, it's on the like of minicamp that... They won the day. They had three, or no, two interceptions, and I think it was Dave Blapham that said they could have had three interceptions. But the defense has looked good at practice last week in the OTAs and today on the first day of the mandatory minicamp. Couldn't agree more, um, particularly in the competitive when they start to say, okay, third down, red zone, you know, backed up, whatever the situation is, and it's a competitive scenario. 
I've seen like five interceptions. There were two today. You know, Clayton Fedgelman had a great deflection that William Jackson picks off, and Demetrius Cox has a pick six, you know, during the course of those competitive environment activities. So I'll tell you, the defense has, has been put together really well by Lou Anarumo, and, and he's a defensive backfield coach. So his orientation with the back end, he is making sure that those guys, every fine detail is covered. There's not one point that uh, isn't worth talking about. And, and they're, you know, doing some creative things too. I'm seeing some inversion of safeties and corners. So, you know, it might look like one coverage pre-snap and it's a different coverage as it all unfolds. So it, it it's, it's really put together well. And I hear defensive uh, linemen talking about, man, these guys in the back end, they're making our life a lot easier. You know, if they make the quarterback hold the ball for one more beat, so that was Dan Horton, Dave Lapham from Bengals.com. They get a lot of videos, recaps of every day of minicamp. Uh, make sure you check those out as I play a few of those clips. But you hear Dan uh, Horde ask, and he said that there was two interceptions. I believe he said one was off Jeff Driscoll, one was off of Andy Dalton. But then you hear Dave Lapham say that uh, the inversion of the back half of the defense. And what he means by that is they may show that the corners on the outside are in off coverage, right? And the safeties may walk down a little bit and then end up going and playing the flats. And then the, the corners are, are in a cover two type uh, where the safeties would be down the field. And you get that and you get the, the quarterback to be a little bit unsure of what he's seeing and hold the ball just a little bit, which sounds great. And actually, William Jackson had some good quotes on Bengals.com also. So the Bengals.com was, was full of a lot of good information this week. I think they've, they've got the most going on there. But the, everyone's excited about the defense. William Jackson goes on to say, um, quote, you get to see him today. You just go out there and see him, said Jackson, who senses um, Anarumo is lining up behind him every play. I don't know how to explain last year, but it feels like we have new players here, which I think is a, a, a great thing to say because... They're, at one point, they were the 32nd-ranked defense for most of this year. And if you look at the roster, they're all the same players again. You would, Yeah, you get a new defensive coordinator, but you would think a lot of teams would blow up that side of the field. The Bengals did not do that. If anything, they added Kerry Wynn, B.W. Webb, Jermaine Pratt. If everyone's healthy, how much are these guys actually playing? Now, it sounds like B.W. Webb may, may be in line to play. Kerry Wynn could be in line to play, and so could Jermaine Pratt. But we're talking role players, situational players, depth players. They didn't make many big changes. They, you could be out there with the 11 major starters that were intended to start last year. And they, for William Jackson to say, it feels like there's new players. Well, that's a, that's a testament to, to how these guys are feeling right now uh, with this new defensive coordinator, a guy we haven't heard much about. Jackson goes on to say, everything this is black and white. There's no gray with Lou. He's on my case 100% of the time. He's harder on me than anyone who's ever coached me. I like to hear that. It reminds me of Mike Zimmer. That's what players were saying about Zimmer. Remember when Terrence Newman Newman, came from the Dallas Cowboys and he was having um, kind of a a, a down end of his career there in in Dallas. And people thought, oh, he's done. He's old. He was a little bit older of a prospect coming out. So seven years in, he was 32 years old. And people were like, well, maybe this is it for him. And he said, well, I really would like to go back with Mike Zimmer. Really like the way he coached. He he understood me. He 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 pushes us. He he's hard on us in the ways that I need him. And when he came to Cincinnati, he revived his career and he was solid for the Bengals for a handful of years. And he also followed Mike Zimmer to Minnesota and played into what was almost I think Newman was almost forty years old and was still a decent player. And then signed on as a coach a year later in Minnesota. So I'm not saying that's all going to happen with William Jackson, but 
Point being is some some guys like to be coached a little bit harder and have things clearly defined for them, expectations, reads, everything defined so that you know what you're doing on every play and you can play to your fullest ability. Even Tyler Boyd on the offense says, quote, basically it's all the same dudes. But they're teaching it so well over there, it seems like they've been playing together since before I even got here. They dominated Tuesday at the end of practice, so it's great to see that. The defense is starting to win some days. I know that we've been a high-powered offense, but it's also see good to see these guys bring the energy, end quote, from Tyler Boyd. So even he has noticed on that side of the field that they look much different, much smoother. Uh, the commu- communication's better. It, this is a good piece by by Jeff Hobson on Bengals.com that I'm reading these quotes from, and you'll get much more there. Uh, but overall, it just gets you excited that this defense may actually be competent with the same guys, or is that just being a Bengals fan? Is are you, you know, you can you can buy in until you realize, yeah, it's the same guys that having the same weaknesses that they did last year. But if the scheme is that much different, imagine if the scheme is that much different. We've been looking at the offensive side and saying, well, we expect this Zach Taylor offense to really elevate a handful of players. But what if it's the defensive players that see the most elevation, the same exact guys, and they see their play rise from being one of the worst defenses in at one point in NFL history, right? And then they were okay under Marvin for those last few games. But uh, if you see them rise to be a decent defense with the same guys, man, that'll be interesting. That'll create a lot of storylines and talk from us. And one last quote from William Jackson before we wrap this segment up. He says, quote, The genuine energy... He actually gives off. He gives off. He's talking about Lou Anarumo. He wants to be great, Jackson said. He's behind me 95% of the time, and he's telling me what I'm doing badly and what I'm doing great. When you've got a coach like that, you can't help but love him. I'm going to listen to everything he says this year, and I'm pretty sure my game is going to escalate, end quote. Again, that's just strong admiration and understanding. I think when players buy in like this, it's really going to help them, and I'm hopeful just because of what they're saying, and hear from them, not me. Oh, it's totally different, you know, um, new plays, new offense, new defense, new coaches, uh, you know, nothing's the same. Uh, everything's ran differently. I uh, feel like Zach has done a great job of, you know, getting everybody up to speed. Uh, you know, I want to commend my teammates for everybody showing up, uh, being a part of something that's going to be special this year. So, um, yeah, it's definitely not the same. And that's Drake Kirkpatrick uh, saying how he feels the energy, feels the difference. Said the videos and the the social media and, the, you know, the, the music video they put out um, has created energy, too, for the players that they like that. They like to see their name up there. They like to see the, the their, their face on the, the big screen. So, uh, just, again, players are feeling it. And, you know, I, I think the fans are starting to feel it a little bit. Guys, let's talk about sex. Now you can increase your performance and get that extra confidence in bed. Listen up. BlueChew.com. That's blue, like the color blue. BlueChew brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis. You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach. And since they're chewable, they work up as twice as fast as a pill, so you can be ready whenever an opportunity arises. Let me tell you, we get free samples, and if you think Marshawn Lynch has a good stiff arm, you've seen nothing yet. Blue Chew is prescribed online and ships straight to your door in a discreet package. So no in-person doctor visits, no waiting at the pharmacy, and best of all, no awkwardness. They're made in the USA, and since Blue Chew prepares and ships direct, they're cheaper than the pharmacy. 
Right now, we've got a special deal for our listeners. Visit BlueChew.com and get your first shipment free when you use our special promo code Locked On. Just pay the $5 shipping. Again, that's B-L-U-E-Chew.com. Promo code Locked On to try it free. BlueChew is the better, cheaper, faster choice, and we thank them for sponsoring the Locked On Bengals podcast. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, we are back. And touch a little bit on OTAs, day number two. Or minicamp, I should say, day number two. And uh, a little bit of the offense. Even though defense, again, had a little bit of a... a showing out just today i thought the defense was pretty dominant early in fact two of the first five plays were interceptions jesse bates intercepted uh, andy dalton clayton fedulum intercepted jeff driscoll then later in the practice things swung and the offense was pretty dominant yeah i think uh, both sides of the football had their day in the sun there's no question about it and the thing i liked about this practice dan to me it was almost like watching a scrimmage i mean it was it was as physical as you can get without pads being on. I mean, at one point, I'm like, Dan, they're almost wrapping each other here. They're getting after, they're coming off the ball a little bit against each other. And that was the competitive spirit of it. Again, that's from Bengals.com. They do a great job of recapping the daily uh, minicamp practice and, and what happened with each day. Make sure you check out those videos. And especially since they talked about our guy John Ross getting the ball a lot. Right. For people wondering if this coaching staff can get more out of John Ross, this would have been a good practice to watch. He had a ton of catches today. During one three-play stretch, they threw to him downfield complete. The next play was a bubble screen to him. The play after that was a jet sweep to him. So showing some of the versatility in the ways that they can get him the ball. Absolutely. I mean, you know, showcasing his uh, his athleticism. And uh, he, he can be a playmaker for him. And so John... Thing. And the other thing that I noticed uh, with the receiver core, they're, they're all blocking, you know, and, and they run a bunch of bunch formations, tight formations, and when the play action stuff takes effect, if the offensive line really sells and the quarterback does with his ball handling, it's going to make it very tough on the linebackers and safeties. When the receiver goes and blocks the corner and then goes and blocks the corner the exact same way and then releases on a route, all of a sudden, see you later. We're talking chunk plays. So the fact that watching that wide receiver core, Bobby McNell really has them blocking, getting after it from that standpoint, and making sure that every snap you're doing the same thing, same approach, blocking that cornerback the same way, then he can't tell if you're, if you're, you know, you're blocking me or you're going to release and on a play-action pass. That's going to help the receiver core as well and the quarterback make big chunks. And that right there is something I showed a little bit during the running game piece that I did for The Athletic where – they're going to show and make everything look exactly the same. So I'm glad Dave Lapham there talked about it because he says um, they're going to make their routes, at least the first stem of their routes on play action, look like they're blocking. And then they'll come off the corner and run into a route, and that's where you create the big plays. And Alex Erickson actually from Miggles.com talked about this also. Yeah, it is a lot different. You know, it's a lot more condensed formations. Um, 
you know, there's just a lot more going on, especially the receivers. You know, we're asked to do a lot more in the run game. Um, you know, that's one thing that really sticks out to me. We're, we're going to be involved heavily in the run game, and which is good. I think it's it's a way to, um, you know, turn those five-yard runs into big plays when we're out there blocking the second level and, and doing our jobs. So there we have it. We've got offensive um, positivity also, along with defensive excitement. Uh, again, defenders are, are making it hard on the offense, matching their tone, matching their um, game script and, and the tempo and pace, and creating turnovers, which is something the Bengals couldn't do last year, especially at the cornerback position, even though today we hear it's both safeties, again, making interceptions. Uh, we'll take it at this point because that is definitely a need for them on the back half. And then hearing the receivers blocking and, and being involved in, in the run game is something I really think the Bengals struggled with for, for the most part of Marvin Lewis's tenure. If you remember, Chad Johnson was a terrible blocker. Chris Henry wasn't was no good at it. TJ would do it, but in the slot, you know, it's a whole different game in there. You kind of have to do it. And then it evolved. T.O. And, and Chad weren't doing it. And then Drum Simpson and Andre Caldwell would. A.J. Green's always been an okay blocker, at least willing blocker. Marvin Jones was really good at it. And it's kind of evolved to where they, they got better and better as it went. John Ross has been good. Tyler Boyd's been good. So right now they've got a good group. Alex Erickson's a good special teamer. He's a good blocker also. So now they got a good group to actually employ it if they want to. And it sounds like they are in letting this team block um, and letting these receivers block because, again, that creates a lot of big plays for the running back, as we saw. I posted a video of all Joe Mixon's 20-yard-plus runs, and in almost all of them you see a receiver blocking downfield for him, and it's big. It, it, it's key. So uh, I'm happy to hear that. I'm happy to hear John Ross being involved as heavily as he is, especially a deep ball. He catches it. Bubble screen, right? And then a reverse, a jet sweep. Please, that's everything we've been asking for for how long. So you hear that, and you, you should perk up and say, okay, all right, they're using him correctly, and they're using him often three plays in a row, right? So that's all good things, all good news right there. Uh, I'd like to take it a step further and look even more at at how Andy Dalton is probably going to perform in this. And, and as I'm writing the next phase of my pieces on the athletic, detailing the Rams offense and how it'll impact the Bengals, um, it's the play action. I know we've talked about play action a lot, but I, I posted some numbers on Twitter. If you haven't seen them, I'm just going to go over them real quick and just to really open your eyes as to uh, the differences in Andy Dalton the last few years under play action. And this started from my man Charles McDonald on Twitter. If you don't follow him, it's I believe it's right at Charles McDonald. No, at Four Verts. I'm sorry. So, but he said Jared Goff last year had 209 passing attempts from under center. So 209 while he's under center at the snap. But 189 of them were off of play action. So when he's under center and throwing, it's because it's play action. And if you look at those splits. Um, 11.3 AYA on play action and 6.4 AYA on non-play action. So basically, he was much more effective on the the play action passes than the non-play action from under center. So maybe say, okay, well, let's look at Dalton because we expect to see a lot of that stuff. And in 2018, Andy Dalton had 109 attempts off play action. His completion percentage on those 109 passes were up 2.5%. His yards per attempt were up 1.7 yards per attempt, and his passer rating was up 5.7 points. 
So now we go back to 2017, 142 attempts. So, you know, 35 more attempts here. And it's 7.9% increase in completion percentage, a 1.8 yards per pass increase off play action. And this passer rating was up nearly 18 total points at 17.9. This is in 2017. One of his uh, worst statistical years, in my opinion. Uh, 2016, 142 attempts off play action, an increase of just point. Two. So remember, 2016 was a rough year. Increase of just 0.2 on the completion percentage, but yards per attempt up 1.1 full yard and passer rating up a full 10 points. I even went back and looked in 2015. And in 2015, his best career year, he only had 92 attempts off play action. But even in his best year, his com- completion percentage was up 4.6% on play action. His yards per attempt up 2.2 full yards Per attempt and his passer rating was up 17.3 points off play action that's a total of a 119.4 passer rating off play action that's mvp level numbers that he does that again and he does it a double because that was only 92 attempts if he gets it to 200 attempts like jared goff and he still can maintain those numbers that's a huge increase someone asked uh well, why don't they do that more? Why didn't they do it more? Why did it take four years to figure out he was good at play action? And it's because these numbers actually flipped. A lot of his numbers in, I want to say, 2012, 2014 were negative when he went to play action. When Andy Dalton came out, he was out of his spread shotgun offense at TCU. They ran the ball a lot. They're a heavy run team. But at the same time, excuse my daughter there. She's a little bit of a crazy girl. But uh, so at TCU, they were they were heavy passing from shotgun teams. So I think when he came to the league, and especially Jay Gruden early uh, creating that offense for a rookie to come in and play, they were very uh, split defense. So he was only reading one half of the, of the field. They didn't want him to turn his back, especially under center. If you're off play action, you're turning your back to the defense bringing your head back up and looking for the safeties at that point. Much harder to locate them. And I've said before how their offense is predicated on the pre-snap, post-snap read. You have to identify those safeties to know uh, what the coverage is. So I think he was he was poor in that area, mostly because the, the the scheme, but also because he didn't have a lot of experience. But as he grew and got better, that is one area he has definitely improved. Now we have for four straight years, right? 15, 16, 17, 18, yeah, four straight years. I had to count there. It's to... Uh, of of positive impact on play action passes so this marriage with zach taylor is coming at the perfect time and really one of the reasons why when i look at it i say okay this is going to work this is going to really help out andy dalton's production uh you know the way it's been the last couple of years it's been a couple of new offenses so it's just making sure i know this offense in and out and uh, being able to help other guys and push them along to make sure that we can have the best offense that, that we can that we can have out there and that we can play to our potential because we feel like uh, we, we've got all the pieces that we need. So I think for me, it's just making sure I'm up to speed on everything that we're trying to do. There shouldn't be any gray area. And if I have any questions, go to Zach, go to these coaches and, and find out what, what, uh, what we need to get uh, changed and what we need to get uh, accomplished with everything. And with all those, that's Andy Dalton right there from Bengals.com. Again, they've got a lot of great videos. And I'm sorry about hearing my puppy in the background there if you do. My house is a little crazy on days. My wife works from home and the baby's home. And then in-laws just came over. So the puppy is extremely excited. So is the baby. But anyways, so that's the Bengals and where we're at right now after two days of camp. 
We've got a few more days to go. We're going to get reports every day. The media is actually allowed to watch every day, which is great. So a lot of content coming out. And Jake and I are still undecided on a Friday episode. We may do one tomorrow. Uh, if there's a lot of information, we'll probably try and squeeze one in. we got to do it for the sponsors anyways. So we'll make sure we get in there and, and get it done and um, for you guys, for, for, for do it for the brand. But anyways, um, with that, make sure you check out this podcast on the new Himalaya app. Guys, they're a sponsor of us. Even if you go over there, click it, download it, and subscribe to the Lockdown Podcast. It will help us a lot, and they'll realize that you guys are a part of uh, of following the, the, the brand and everything we're putting out there, and more money keeps coming our way. Helps out the podcast a lot, so make sure you visit our sponsors, and make sure you like, subscribe, and share wherever you can. Spread this podcast as much as possible. Again, helps us out a lot. really keeps us motivated and keeps us into it and providing content for you guys. And with that, I'm signing off, and we will talk to you guys tomorrow. Thanks. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL Draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day.